Hello and welcome back to our devotions on the Psalms. Today we are going to do a very, very different Psalm yet again. This Psalm is about finding God in the midst of very difficult, trying circumstances. And in finding God's help, we also find serenity. I've divided this psalm into two parts, so I'll deal with one today and the second one on Thursday. The one that I'll do today is first the personal testimony of the psalmist David, who received God's help in a most dire time. And after he had received God's help, he went back to his friends and he composed this song and he talked. So the first part was a personal testimony of how God helped him. But at the same time, he also exhorted those who were in desperate situations to learn from him as well. The second part then will be a more generalized uh, exhortation to all on how to trust God and how to keep their sense of peace and serenity as we trust God. Now a little about the background to this psalm before we read it. At the top it says, Psalm of David, when he pretended to be insane before Abimelech, who drove him away and he left. Now this passage, this reference, when he pretended to be insane, is found in 1 Samuel chapter 21, verses 10 to 15. 1 Samuel chapter 21, verses 10 to 15. Now there is a little change here because the name Abimelech simply means the king, the ruler. And in the first Samuel passage, it refers to a king called Achish. We believe that that is the same king as the Abimelech that was referred to in this psalm. What happened was that David was running away from King Saul. And then he went to a city called Gath, who was ruled by the king Achish. Now Achish took him into the, his palace and then he recognized David. He said, isn't this the great David whom they say Paul has, uh, Saul has killed his hundreds and David has killed his thousands? He recognized David as the champion in Saul's army. When David realized that King Achish recognized him, he panicked. He was afraid that Achish would either take him prisoner or, worse, hand him over to King Saul. And so in that very desperate moment, he had a plan. He pretended to be mad. He scratched, he damaged the walls, he spat on himself. It says that he had saliva drooling down his beard. When King Achish saw this behaviour, he said to himself and to his officials, don't we have enough madmen around? Why do we even keep this man? Send him out. And so they threw David out, and David's life was spared. It was in response to this, um, this incident of being spared from certain death that, that David wrote this psalm. Now let us read just the first part, verse 1 to verse 8. And then we will, I'll give some comments and some reflection on it. And then after that, perhaps we could learn also to pray the way David did. Let's now pray for God to help us to reflect further, even as we read the psalm. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this 
beautiful psalm of David, of the testimony of David, of how you delivered him in the most dire situation. We pray then that you teach us also to turn to you. And as David has says, had, had said, O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, that each of us also may, before we react in many ways, taste and see that you are good. But Lord, now as we read this psalm and later to continue our reflections on this psalm, we pray that you will teach us more truths as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'll read from Psalm 34 verse 1 to 8. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Here David was thinking of how the Lord had given him insight and inspiration as to how to get out of King Achish's palace and city. Although it was these were his thoughts, he attributed all of this to God, probably to the wisdom of God, the inspiration of God that helped him, gave him an idea as to how to escape from certain death. And what he was saying then is that as God has helped me, so will he help everyone who is afflicted. Even in my situation when I almost, when I faced certain death, God delivered me and therefore let all who are afflicted. In verse 2 it says, let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Let those who are in trouble hear and rejoice because there is hope. What the psalmist is saying in this paragraph is that everyone who cries out to the Lord will have hope. So let's look at it a little more. In verse 4, he says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. It wasn't about all his foes, but he says he delivered me from all my fears. You know, when we think about it, often our conflicts, our, our wrong actions are caused by our fears. When we have run out of options. It's interesting how David was... Um, inspired to act like a madman. I mean, who would have thought of that? This was a totally sensible, God-trusting young man. But when faced with Akish about to arrest him, suddenly he thought of, had this inspiration to be a madman. And becoming like a madman, he managed to fool Akish, who then sent him out of the city. David had options that he probably didn't think of earlier. In my time, as I thought of my time working among prisoners, I realized that, or most of us realized, that one of the biggest problems that offenders had was that they did not have enough imagination to think of various options. When they faced, were faced with a crisis, they had very few options in their minds. One was, of course, to fight, to be violent, to grab someone, to beat someone up. 
Another would be to steal, to lie, to cheat, to sell drugs. Very often, offenders committed offences because they had too few options in their minds. We realise that other people, the non-offenders, often had different options. If they ran out of money, they would look for a job, they would find various ways of finding survival. There were many ideas. But for those offenders, they often could not think beyond their problem and the few things that they had learned maybe from others or learned from their parents, many of which were illegal. As I thought about that, I mean, so one of the things that we kept, we decided to train prisoners and ex-prisoners was to allow their minds to expand, to think of options. But often it's difficult because when faced with a crisis, there is fear. There's a fear that we will not survive. There's a fear that we'll be taken advantage of. There's a fear that others will deprive us of what we need. And so we act very often in violence, whether it is fighting and raising our voices and escalating a conflict, doing schemes that hurt ourselves and others. And most of this is based on fear. Because we are afraid, we are unable to think of new options. We panic. For example, whatever our circumstances are, often when something happens to us, the first thing is we panic. And as we panic, we react to that panic, whether in anger, in violence, in cowering, in running away, all of which may be unhealthy responses. And so the psalmist says, first of all, I sought the Lord, he delivered me from all my fears. What a wonderful assurance that when I am afraid, when I am placed in a situation where I'm threatened, whether seriously with my life or my reputation, or simply with a great inconvenience, when I feel that I'm pushed to a corner, the Lord delivers me from my fears. When I am not afraid, I am able to come up with many more options, many healthy options, options that bring peace rather than conflict and war. And so he says in verse 5, those who look to him are radiant, their faces are never covered with shame. When we learn to look to God each time, we don't have to do things that make us ashamed, make us sorry, make us regret later on. When we look to God, he gives us solutions, often that we've never thought of. And so he says in verse 6, his testimony, this poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. And then he generalizes it by saying, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. And then the invitation to all of us, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Here is very wise advice and also a very good example of what we can do whenever we are cornered, we are, we are irritated, when we are tempted, when we are pushed, and we feel intimidated, and we feel afraid. When you are next provoked, perhaps the first thing we do then is to turn to God and say, God, help me. 
Help me deliver me from my fears. Deliver me from the reactions that are out of panic, out of anger, out of impulse. And then help me to find a way out. I have had this many times and I must say I've failed many, many times. Because I know myself that each time I'm provoked, each time I'm placed in a difficult situation, I act, I react angrily, and yet knowing that it is out of fear, I jump to take action. But I'm learning very slowly, and yet learning very surely, that instead of jumping out in reaction, if I were to pause for just a moment and look up to God and say, God, help me because this is a bad situation. God, help me because I have no answers for this. But God, give me a way out. And always I have found ways out. Ways out that involve peace. Ways out that involve truth. Ways out that involve gentleness and persuasion rather than force and violence. And I found how God then makes a difficult situation a beautiful one. <clears throat> I was just talking to a friend, chatting with a friend today, and I was saying that may every day, every circumstance, no matter how difficult the circumstance, be an opportunity, be an instance of thanksgiving to God. Because every trial, every confrontation, conflict, difficulty we have did not happen in God's ignorance, did not happen out of God's eye or knowledge, but rather they are opportunities for us to find a God who is a king, prince of peace and a counsellor and a mighty king that God will help us through every circumstance so that every circumstance then becomes an opportunity of praise and thanksgiving. Think about that. Shall we now pray? Father, we thank you for the example of King David as a young man, that though he was pushed to a corner and threatened with his life, you gave him an inspiration to act in such a way that his life was spared. We pray for us too, Lord, that we may learn from this, that the first thing we do when we are provoked, when we are threatened, when we feel an inconvenience coming to us, that rather than reacting, we may turn and look to you. And in turning to look, at, look to you, we may have be delivered from our fears. We may find new options that you inspire us to find ways of moving on. As you have said, you will give us a way of escape. We pray then, Lord, teach us, make this a habit in our lives, that day by day, event by event, we may turn to you in trust in prayer, before and without reacting to the situation. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I encourage you to spend more time thinking about this psalm and this first part of the psalm and what, what it means to your life when you face an opposition or a conflict.
or a difficult moment. And may you then taste and see that indeed God is good. God bless you and goodbye.